0: SBS Audio is supported by advertising. In this bulletin, yes and no voice-to-parliament campaigns release their official pamphlets. The number of Indigenous students attending universities could double in the next 10 years and calls for someone to resign over the cancellation of the 2026 Commonwealth Games in Victoria. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says the opposition's decision to oppose the Indigenous voice to parliament will certainly have an impact on the upcoming referendum, but that is something the federal government is prepared to deal with. It comes as support to a voice to parliament sinks to its lowest level with just 41% of voters intending to vote yes, compared to 48% who will vote no. Mr Albanese says the case for the yes vote, which is included in the pamphlet, is a very strong one. Truth is that it is hard to win a referendum uh, without bipartisan support, but that is a a position that Peter Dutton uh, has taken. He took before even the uh, committee process had been established uh, in the Parliament that he said he wanted. The yes and no campaigns in the Voice to Parliament referendum have both released their 2,000-word pamphlets to be delivered to every House in the country. The Australian Electoral Commission stressed the authorised pamphlets making the case for both sides are unedited and not the words of the Commission. The Yes pamphlet, written by the government, opens with Vote Yes for a Better Future for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander People and All Australians. It says voting yes is about recognition of Indigenous Australians, listening to their advice about matters that affect their lives and making practical progress in Indigenous health, education, employment and housing. The No pamphlet, written by some members of the Coalition, urges, if you don't know, vote no. It lays out 10 reasons to vote no, including that the voice will not help Indigenous people. It will be permanent, costly and bureaucratic, and there are better ways forward. Jacinta Price is the opposition spokeswoman for Indigenous Australians. We had to force the Labor Government to issue the no pamphlet to make sure that Australians were well informed before going to this referendum. The problem with Labor's voice to Parliament is that it's risky, it's unknown and it seeks to enshrine division within our constitution. Education Minister Jason Clare is confident the number of Indigenous students attending universities could double in the next 10 years, ahead of new reforms to the sector. Mr Clare will present recommendations from an interim review of higher education at the National Press Club today. More than 70 recommendations in the report include measures to bolster Indigenous student levels, including the extension of guaranteed funding for Indigenous students to those living in cities. Mr Clare told ABC Radio National that supporting city-based Indigenous young people will help to close the gap in opportunities. Our Indigenous brothers and sisters, or a lot of them, live in our major cities. And so if we really want to tackle the gap in opportunity, if we want to close that gap, if we're serious about that, then this is one way to do it. The World Meteorological Organization is warning of an increased risk of deaths due to extreme weather experienced in Europe, Asia and the United States. Across the United States, people are grappling with blazing heat, wildfire smoke from neighbouring Canada and flood warnings with a tropical storm headed for the Pacific Island state of Hawaii today. The southwestern city of Phoenix, Arizona, exceeded 43 degrees Celsius for the 19th day in a row yesterday, breaking an all-time record. Amit Bagogi, a New York resident visiting Arizona, says the heat level is out of control. Oh, this is way too hot. This is ridiculous. Because New York is usually like around 90. It'll be like a heat wave. But uh, sometimes it gets to 100, but not really. Uh, 80s, 85, but this is crazy hot. Shadow Finance Minister Jane Hume has called for someone to resign over the cancellation of the 2026 Commonwealth Games in Victoria. It comes after Daniel Andrews announced that Victoria, where the Games were initially set to be held, would no longer be hosting the Games due to their cost exceeding expectations. He claimed the cost for the state could have been as high as $7 billion compared to an earlier estimate of $2.6 billion. Liberal Senator for Victoria, Jane Hume, told Seven that the federal government allegedly rejected a request from the Victorian Premier to help with the cost of the event. Dan Andrews asked the federal government to come in and step in and, and provide more money and they were refused that. Let's face it, uh, you know this is Daniel Andrews and the Victorian government's incompetence and inability to manage projects. Jim Chalmers has become the first Australian Treasurer in four years to meet with his Chinese counterpart, marking an historic moment for both nations. Dr Chalmers seized the opportunity to meet with Chinese Finance Minister Li Kun in India on the sidelines of a G20 meeting of finance ministers and central bank governors. It marked the first meeting between an Australian Treasurer and a Chinese Finance Minister since June 2019. The treasurer, who described the conversation as friendly and free-flowing, says the pair discussed the stabilising Chinese-Australian diplomatic relationship. And in golf, Australian Cameron Smith will launch the defence of his British Open title in a star-studded group, competing with the US Open winner Wyndham Clark and the Olympic gold medalist Xander Sheffelli. The Australian champion has been given a a 9.58am tee-off time tomorrow as he sets to win back-to-back titles following his triumph at St Andrews, with the forecast looking promising for the Queenslander. After days of rain, an easier start to a cloudy opening day has been predicted, with the world number seven accompanied by number six, Sheffield and Clark, who has risen to number ten after picking up his first major last month. And now a look at today's weather. Perth showers becoming windy 17, Adelaide sunny 18, Melbourne partly cloudy 15, Hobart also partly cloudy 12, Aubrey-Wodonga partly cloudy 13. Canberra, mostly sunny, 13. Wollongong, sunny, 17. Sydney, much the same, 17. Newcastle, mostly sunny, 18. Brisbane, sunny, 23. Townsville, sunny, 27. Cairns, partly cloudy, 27. Alice Springs, mostly sunny, 24. Darwin, sunny, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, also sunny, 30. And that is NITV Radio News.